It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to just say thank you, thank you, thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listener of the day. And remember, remember, guys, wherever you download your podcast, we are free. And when you wherever you download your podcast, make sure you give us a five-star review because we just know how we get down. And we know you are rocking with us because you guys have continued to show that throughout this entire run of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And we just want to say thank you for that because we're up over 2,100 subscribers at this moment. And for the people who listen on the audio side, make sure you go to and tell somebody and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend because, you know, that's the old school way. We gotta, we're going we're gonna to talk about, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, Drake, London. Obviously, there are a lot of other rookie wide receivers. We're going to talk about, you know, it's lit season, T. <laughs> we got a list for you. I mean, I think I'm gonna be able to explain how Drake London should be much higher than where he is on that particular list. Um, and next, uh, as far as coming up with Freddie Freeman, we talked, we kind of teased this yesterday on social media. Freddie Freeman fires his agent. What does that mean? We'll explain all of that. And last but not least, in for the culture, I remember how I remember how I felt when I saw Boomerang come out. We're going to revisit that because it's a special day today, and we'll get into all of that. But before we get to that, Tanitra Batiste, the Atlanta Falcons obviously are in a dead period right now, and we know at this time of year where all these lists start rolling out. Well, CBSSports.com, they continued this trend, and it kind of caught my eye because you know, they went through the top – they listed the top five rookie wide receivers from mm-hmm. a production mm-hmm. standpoint. And obviously, you know, the fifth one is the fifth least, and they think that the first one is going to be the one that's going to be the most productive right. um, um, wide receiver. And to be honest with you, T, Drake London came in at fifth. And mm-hmm. one of the main reasons why was because he said that he wasn't too – keen on the Falcons quarterback situation and Marcus Mariota the projected starter and potentially maybe possibly Desmond Ritter could fall into that starting category but Mm -hmm. for now he's the backup and I kind of get that I understand it but when you think about some of the other guys the guy that's right above him let's just talk about him Garrett Wilson Mm -hmm. for the New York Jets yeah you know the dude Zach Wilson he knows Zach Wilson is the quarterback too, right? So I have all the questions in the world about what Zach Wilson is as a pro. And I know I yeah. questioned him when the Jazz drafted him and he shot up draft boards and mm-hmm. people were fawning all over him. I was like, wait a minute, where did this guy come from? So I'm not a believer in him. And I think I'm right, at least in the first year. But, you know, I think that, you know, Drake London is a guy that has potential to, to be very productive in this Falcons offense in his first year. 
Yeah, and I can agree with you on that one. I think in looking, I'm going to pull a Jarvis at the trusty list from CBSSports.com. And as I was looking through that list, I thought the same. First of all, easily, I, don't, I think it's a no-brainer to jump him above uh, Garrett Wilson, Drake, Drake London alone. But right. yeah. in addition, if you're even comparing those tandems, the combos rather, whether that's Mariota to London or Ritter to London versus Wilson to Wilson, I think to me that's a no-brainer that he should be at a minimum in the four position. And then you look at the third position and you see Chris Olave there. Now, mm-hmm. I will say this. I will say this. I'm probably okay with him being behind Chris Olave because I do expect that if Jameis Winston returns, uh, the Saints do have a solid O-line, even though they've lost a, an O-lineman here and there to retirement in the last couple of seasons. But I still feel like overall, coupled with the fact that eventually Alvin Kamara will come back for the Saints and play and probably be the Alvin Kamara we, we know, if you will. So they, I think, just have a more potent run game. And if their run game sets up their passing game or if Jameis Winston even looks like good Jameis, I do believe that's probably what puts Chris Olave ahead of him talking productivity remember not necessarily right. quality of player and then i would say the same for Traylon burks now I, I get it you know they they have potentially a, a, a similar qb situation the titans do that ryan the falcons have what you say i'm oh, sorry ryan Tannehill. yeah so right exactly. <laughs> with the ryan Tannehill, marcus mariota kind of apples to apple situation yeah. and then same thing same uh, guy, maybe. Willis. Right, and we don't know what uh, the Titans will necessarily get out of Malik Willis any more than you know what the Falcons are going to get out of Desmond Ritter. So again, I'm okay with. To me, those two could have been three, two, two, three, right? As right. far as the ranking goes, Sky Moore, you got to put him number one. Not necessarily because Sky Moore is the most amazing wide receiver in this rookie class, but again, because of who he has thrown to him. Right. I mean, yeah. that's what that's about. So I'm okay with the list as far as like the one. The, the number one player, right? right? And even if they would have put Chris Olave at two, I would have been perfectly okay with that. But on the same token, I can agree with you, whereas with all things considered, when you look at the total package for all of those offenses, clearly there's no reason Jake L- Drake London should have been in that fifth spot. No doubt about it. And I'll tell you exactly why. And it has to do with one of his teammates. But before we get there, T, tell him about sports card and what – the, the folks that don't jumped on board with ATL Day Ones, what, tell them tell them what's so special about what Sports Card got going on for the show. Yeah, so it's interesting because you know we are learning and growing just like you guys as far as all of these options out there for us, right? And this is one of them. This is one of them indeed. Where sports cards, and I've had a sports card here or there. But never can I tell you that I imagined that it would be something I could be working on through an app. So the Sports Card Investor app, that's the hobby's most powerful resource. So if you are a collector, this is indeed for you. It's a fun thing to do. It's completely free. So mm-hmm. if you love the free free, you absolutely love this as mm-hmm. well. And it can be for the casual car collector like me. I've got one or two. Or if you're someone who's really invested in that, definitely breakout stars or prospects debuting. You want to check out the value of that card. Here's where you would go. You want to look at nostalgia. Old players, maybe. You know who I think of? Because I just went to a Braves game just last week. If you wanted to go out and get cards for Glavin or Schmozy or Maddox, this would be the place for you to find out exactly what you can get for those cards. You can find out about great deals on your favorite players as well. So please, when you have a chance, 
download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available again for the free free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. You can go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on and you can get more information about what I think is going to be a really cool app that you can add to your phone. No doubt about it. And what's, I'm going to give you some more information because, like I mentioned before, you got started. The reason why I know for a fact that Drake London will be more productive than at least those first two guys because I'm not sold on Jameis Winston. Just remember, Sean Payton is no longer calling play. So that, it's going to have to be a show and prove situation for the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> and Zach Wilson. That guy, I'm I'm, I'm not sold on him as well. So, but the main reason is because the young guy that came in last year, Kyle Mm -hmm. Pitts, number four overall pick for the Atlanta Falcons last year, came and led the team in targets and yards, and he just absolutely went crazy in his rookie year as a tight end. And I think he's going to draw a lot of attention because – uh, let's be honest, because they have film, teams have films, film on, on Kyle Pitts, and they're not going to necessarily really know what, how Drake London is going to transition. Sure. And I think that in the red zone, once they get down in the red zone, you're going to see London get some, get some opportunities to, on some one-on-ones against some guys that he may have a favorable matchup against because True. he's a 6'4 guy, basketball mm-hmm. frame, you know, really good talent, really athletic. So yeah. I, I think that for those yeah. reasons right there, I think that that's the reason why I think I would put Drake London at least at the number three spot and bump those guys down. But Oh, um, yeah. Yes. No question. And, and I think you make a great point about also the tandems or what you have around them, which is why I said when I look at an Olave, for example, that's why I'm like, well, you know, in addition, and, and you make the great point. So I just want to piggyback on what you said. And it all depends, right? Because if, for example, there is a Michael Thomas still yes. there on the other side for the Saints, then that does bode well for a Jameis Winston and for Chris Olave to be more productive. Because and Jarvis probably- Landry's down there too now. So exactly. we're get a little so attention start, too. Yeah. Right. So when you start yeah. looking at the tandems as well, I still would probably lean in the direction of what uh, Chris Olave's numbers could possibly look like, especially if you know Michael Thomas is double teamed. And you could make the same uh, case for a Sky Moore because when – you look at the weapons that the Chiefs potentially And he got have. that dude, like you mentioned before, he got that dude they, on the rock. Right. They might, <laughs> right, they might not have Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I'll be gone if they don't still have a guy who's throwing, who used to throw to Tyreek Hill. So that's Indeed. probably what I would say. But I agree with you wholeheartedly, Jarvis. There's no reason that Drake London should not be in the top three of that or any list of what productivity will be for a rookie wide receiver in the NFL this season. Speaking of rookies, how about this? Ryan Howard, our own Atlanta Dream, Ryan Howard, made the WNBA All-Star team as a reserve. But unfortunately, T, things went a little down south on the court because Howard and the Dream lost to the Washington Mystics, 92-74. And I would say with Ryan, first of all, congratulations to her. What an amazing accomplishment. And it's interesting because when the All-Star list was released for the starters last week, I was like, yep. And can't wait to see Ryan's name when they release the reserves. And and here she is. So congratulations to her as a rookie. But on that same token, you look at that and you say, but teams also know how to defend because they know she is still the primary target. Now, don't get me wrong. There have been players like Cheyenne Parker that has come in and Cheyenne has had an amazing season thus far. Mm -hmm. And also Ari McDonald off the bench has been tremendous for 
for them. I've been excited about just seeing her because, of course, she was injured last year. And we really didn't get to see what she would would have brought to the table for the dream. But the bottom line is the offense is still primarily running through Ryan. And if you can neutralize any of those other players that I just mentioned, uh, nine times out of 10, you're going to win. So I just think it's one of those things where once that team starts to gel and once Tanisha Wright starts to get her philosophy of two-way play, because that 92, hey, that that's one of the highest uh, totals, game point totals of the season against the, the the Dream. I think that once Tanisha starts to get everybody in rhythm and what their responsibility is and what their role is with that team, I think we're going to see better. But again, Jarvis can't be mad because they've got just one more win to get between now and whenever. And they're still going to be where they were at the very end of last season. So shout out to the Dream. Keep doing your thing. I'm sure you guys will bounce back soon. Well, it looks like a... <clears throat> Freddie Freeman didn't shout out his agent. He gave him, sent him a nice little message saying, you are fired, my friend. My goodness, you know, we no longer need your services. Oh, my goodness. Freddie Freeman sending a message to his agent. What kind of message is he sending to the Braves? We'll talk about that next right here on ATL Day 1's part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra Batiste. This is my boy Jarvis Davis, and we appreciate you guys coming back to talk to us because like we told you on social yesterday, there was going to be some tea, and we got some tea for you on Freddie Freeman. So everybody knows the story. He comes back to Atlanta for the first time since the trade to L.A. last weekend, and things get so emotional that he actually had to leave out and come back into his presser and really was emotional throughout the entire weekend, right? So everybody was wondering, after that situation, hmm, what does this really mean in the general scheme of things? But everybody was a little hesitant to say it. And then all of a sudden, late Monday, we got word that Freddie Freeman had said bye to his agent. Bye. So he's still he's still with Excel Sports <laughs> Management, granted. And he says that that relationship is fluid based on what he shared with MLB.com. But Jarvis, we got thoughts. And now we probably have even more questions. So when you heard that word yesterday and you thought back to how this weekend transpired what did that say to you in terms of what it means for the dodgers for the braves and for freddie going forward you know what to be honest with you t it started i i went back to the situation where right around the time where they were negotiating yes. and then yes. and it, right when it led up to the, his agent basically giving the atlanta braves an ultimatum, ultimatum. now for those of you who don't know how <laughs> how the Braves get down, Liberty right. Media, how they get down, and how they are very, very frugal when it comes to spending and money and paying players. And Alex mm -hmm. Anthopoulos has done an amazing job of working under that, that, that secret budget, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for them, I just, I just thought at that time, I just said to myself, I was like, man, the agent doesn't have any clue about what his client wants to do. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't understand right. what Freddie wants to do. Freddie wanted to remain an Atlanta Brave. And I started mm -hmm. to question that a little bit sure. as we're going through this process because, yeah. you know, you, the agent works for you, right? The agent mm -hmm. works for the player. You mm -hmm. rep, the agent represents the player. So the player says, relays the message saying, hey, here's what I want to go down. Mm -hmm. Here's what I would like. And I need you to try to get that. If you aren't able to get that, then you come back to me and have a conversation and say, okay, well, they're tripping about the six year, but they're going to give right. you the money. The money yeah. is going to be great because when you look at the Dodgers deal, 
Mm-hmm. I think it was what, like 50 some million of it is yeah. deferred, like yeah. over like the next 10 years or so, mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. or however yeah. it's constructed. Exactly. So I'm just like, like, I think the agent really, really failed Freddie. And I think yeah. that part of that falls back on him, right? Because like I said, mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier, he works for you. The agency right. works for you. They are supposed to try to get what you want accomplished. And right. if they are trying to, if you saying that you want that six year, but I'm willing to negotiate, mm-hmm. given the, a, 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 a company, yes. a public company, which is Liberty Media, mm-hmm. uh, uh, an ultimatum when it comes to the bottom line, that's a death sentence. And 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 I think the 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 evidence of that mm-hmm. was the fact that how they quickly they moved on because yes. Alex Anthopoulos has to operate a certain way. Yes. he's not the boss. He's the boss, but he's not the boss. Mm-hmm. Boss, you know what? When you when you say boss twice, that means the people, the money people, how they yes. how they operate. That's how he mm-hmm. has to operate. And I think that you know ultimately it bit it came back to bite um Freddie Freeman in the booty. Yeah, because and it seems like it was one of those situations where and I'm going to give a small example that I know does not compare in the bigger scheme of things. But you make a good point. Say, for example, we're negotiating to purchase a home or a car, something on a smaller scale there, if you will. But then they always tell us, Jarvis, right, don't let your emotions get ahead of you. Don't let your emotions get too involved. And I can imagine that maybe Freddie Freeman was going back and forth, kind of toiling with this and then his his agent went right in that lane that was really like a a sore spot, a sticking point for Freddie, right? Mm -hmm. And that lane would be the sixth year. And so when you start looking at what the Dodgers bring to the table and what the Braves bring to the table, and here they are looking all like the shiny new car with that sixth year that you want, and here they are, all you've given to them, blood, sweat, and tears, and seemingly they're not working with you, the more that agent is... chomping in that ear about that six year and other things, the more you're starting to say, hmm, well, maybe, maybe I should test out the waters because clearly this is not the place for me. So I can imagine that turmoil that may have happened. And we'll talk about what that further fallout is going to be with Freddie Freeman's decision. But first things first, you guys know that Jarvis and I have been talking to you about our weight loss journey and our wellness journey. And Jarvis, there is a wellness company out there that can help our audience to get right, just like we're trying to get right. No doubt about it. Sakara is the get right company, right? They are a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. And there's an emphasis on plant rich ingredients. For so you know, a lot of people are going vegan or mm-hmm. however or what have you, and, and not eating meat anymore. Sure. I haven't quite reached that that their soul yeah. just yet. Work in progress. But I respect people who do that, and because yeah. it is all about you know helping boost your energy, mm-hmm. supporting your digestive system, curbing your sugar cravings. Lord knows I have a lot of those, <laughs> <laughs> and get that skin right, T. Yeah. You know you want to get your skin right. Women want to get the skin right. Check out Sakara, you know, because they are and. They are, like I said, they are plant-rich ingredients. They are Sakara's functional plant-rich wellness essentials help you create a body you love living in because we're trying to get the bodies right. If you want to mm-hmm. live longer, get your body right. Watch what you're putting into your body. And, you know, and right now, this is just for you all, right? So listen closely. Sakara is offering 20% off for mm-hmm. your first order, your first order, you as a listener of ATL Day Ones, all you got to do is go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter the code locked on 20 at checkout. That's sakara, 
S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash locked on 20. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 20% to get yourself right sounds like a perfect, perfect plan. Easy math. Easy math. It really is. That, that's a good <laughs> deal for you. But we're not so sure, not just from a money perspective, but from an overall perspective that the deal that Freddie Freeman took with the Dodgers was such a good deal for him because of all of the fallout that we've been talking about before with him letting go of his agent, some of the comments that he's made, what we saw last week. And so again, Jarvis, when you think about what you saw have you been thinking about this all along? Like, hmm, was that the right move? And I'll even hit you with this one that someone hit me up with on social media a couple days ago, even before we knew about the, the termination of the agent. Does this signal that maybe there's a chance that Freddie could come back to Atlanta and be in a Braves uniform again down the road? I think it's possible. Um, I don't I don't think that door will ever be closed, to be honest yeah, with you, because especially with, with the implementation of the DH in the National League, mm -hmm. like, why not? Because, why not? you know, this is the type of guy that, you know, you don't have to worry about paying an exorbitant amount of money whenever he's he feels he's ready or the Dodgers may say, hey, we're we good. We're good with you. And, we, and they want to move on. So I, I think that, you know, that door will, will remain open because. That's just the type of guy Freddie is, right? You know, you saw about all the emotion that he showed. And you, you, you've you seen how some of his actions and starting to win you. Yeah. Because you can make a, a hard decision and, and, and be okay with it until you have to face it again, right? Sure. Because, you know, there's a, you know, I had to make a decision on whether or not to move on from my previous job and, mm -hmm. and, and whether mm -hmm. or not it was good for me. And I think at some point I'm going to have to come to meet that 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 former sure. that boss or meet my former whoever and and mm -hmm. say okay i felt like i i made the right decision and sure. I, I feel like i made the right decision yeah. i've had that it, i've had i've come to that point and i think that freddie came to the conclusion once he came home and started seeing everybody and seeing all the people that he used to see on a daily basis and then getting booed after that first um after the first at bat he was like Man, golly, I probably should have found found a way to stick around. Yeah. Here's how I can kind of rectify that. I can't go back now, right. but I sure can fire my agent because that's who I thought, you know, handled the situation not how I wanted it to. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, like I said, some of that is on the on the agent, and I think mm -hmm. some of that is on Freddie Freeman as well. But I yeah. think that ultimately, yeah, Freddie probably will be in a Braves uniform. Yeah, I, I do see that. And I saw that before we found out this revelation about letting go of the agent, but now more than ever, I feel like, yeah, don't know when that day will come, but I believe that day will come as well. And when you think about Dansby Swanson, absolutely. That's a situation that he's about to face a crossroads. That's going to be an interesting take on whether or not same uh, management team and firm, different agent, of course, for Dansby, but whether or not he's going to have to deal with that kind of come to Jesus moment 
between that management team, the Braves, and him when his negotiations come up really soon. So we'll, we'll be watching to see how Dansby manages through that. When we come back, it's for the culture, and we will talk to you guys about how we all became very familiar with the phrase, love should have brought your earth home last night. Is ATL Day Ones. We'll see you on the other side. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitri. We just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. Um, we are currently at 2,100 subscribers and rolling. Thank you so much for subscribing to the page. And if you haven't subscribed to our page, go ahead and check us out. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And on the audio side, wherever you download podcasts, we are available. And we are ready for you to put that five-star review into play because, you know, we are great. And that's why you're here. That's why you're here. That's why you've been rocking with us. But, Tanitra, this is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture, and sometimes whatever the heck we want to talk about. And I think today is, is very fitting because – it is the 30-year anniversary of the movie Boomerang coming out. And Tanitra, when you sent me this link, I looked at it, I read through it, checked it out. I immediately went back to when I first saw this movie. I didn't see it when it came out in the movie theaters. I was at one of my aunt's house, and we were sitting around. My mom was in the room, a couple of my cousins were in the room, and you know there was a certain scene. <clears throat> In that movie uh -huh. that uh, piqued my interest. And we're just going to leave it at that. that, that. Okay. And uh, I remember one of my aunts reaching over and was like, Aunt oh, Jarvis, cover your eyes. I'm like, what you talking about, Auntie? You know, I can see this stuff. You know, I'm old enough, but, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, I think this was probably one of the more, more like, really, really funny movie. And when you think about all of the names in that movie, T, like, mm -hmm. How, like, I don't even think they would be able to afford that movie if they were to bring it out today. Right. And this is a movie, this is one of Eddie Murphy's least profitable movies. That's the funny thing. Right. It actually yeah. started to gain appreciation and cult status long after, after it was released. Yeah. Now mm -hmm. it's iconic, and I don't know anybody who has not seen it. And if you have not, like me, I don't really watch movies, but I've seen this multiple times. If you haven't, we probably <laughs> will take you a black card. But right. I, yes, yeah, this is that. one of my favorite movies. When I see it, I'm channel surfing. I will stop and watch it regardless of where it is in the progression of the movie. But yeah, I loved it because I appreciated Halle Berry's character because I'm kind of like the around the way girl, like the girl next door. You know, I wouldn't necessarily, I'm like your low key. You might not see the sexy, sexy right away, like with Robin Givens. You're going to see it eventually. So I kind of like Halle Berry. She, that, that character, Angela, I could always appreciate Angela. And then also the camaraderie between the characters that Eddie Murphy, David Allen Greer, and uh, Martin Lawrence played. I can remember the rooftop where they come together. And, you know, Martin Lawrence's character is like, show me love, show me love, before they realize the house is burning down. So, yeah, right. one of the most amazing <laughs> movies. And then, you know, from the rooter to the tutor and coordinate, coordinate. Just, man, so many iconic moments in that movie. Now I'm just like, okay, that's going to be part of the binge watching I'll do during the uh, upcoming holiday weekend. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. No doubt about it. And T, when you think about the other side of it, right? So there's another side to to this to this for the culture. Um, Functified, yes. the album came out in 1994, which makes it 28 years old. <laughs> and when you think about that album and the brat dropping, you know when she did, like the first female rapper, solo rapper to go platinum. Yes. In 1994, like yes. that is an accomplishment because when you think about 90s mm-hmm. hip hop and you know mm-hmm. and, and that 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 genre and it just yeah. how it was so male dominated, and when you think about like the male domination of it, right? Who participated in it, and then yeah. the people who listen to it yeah. are just so staunch about, I can't see a woman out here rapping and talking about mm-hmm. and getting down the way and then the, the way she presented herself. And it was just something yeah. that you had never see, really seen yeah. before. So I, I think that, and then, the, then you know, you know who was producing that bad boy, Jermaine yeah. Dupree, the man, yeah. him, man himself was able to, was behind it as well so i just think that you know we definitely have to celebrate the brat for what oh, she definitely. did back then uh today because you know that was something that had literally never been done before yeah yeah and we know that brat tat 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 is originally from the shy <laughs> we get that but yeah. she is she is an adopted atlanta, her teeth in atlanta yeah. though, there man. you go she you got is your money. adopted and loved in this city but loved in the city had an opportunity to meet her a couple years ago because low-key oh. brat can act Brat can act. So she was in, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm drawing, you know, having a brain freeze here, but um, it was Queen, you know, the Queen Latifah movie, set it off, set it off. So set it set off, yeah. musical. And she absolutely stole the show playing that role in that and making that role come to life. So just shout out to her for paving the way so many years ago to redefine what a female MC looks like. And man, man, that album is was and will always be iconic just like we hope one of these good days atl day ones is going to be iconic for what we do and what we bring to the table and listen once you check out this soon to be iconic hopefully iconic so show make sure your second check on lockdown sports atlanta is hitting hard with john chuckery so for jarvis i'm tanitra we appreciate you guys and go get functified in them atl streets be safe y'all come back now you here Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.